Hello. It's Nia and Trent from the Trident Networks Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win. Oh my god, hi. Welcome to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. The Avengers are together again. A very Marvel Christmas marches on. Today, I am joined by James Dugan and Garrett Kelly, Chicago improvisers and dear friends. And we are approaching the end of phase two. In my opinion, this is really where the Infinity Saga uh, starts to come together. You know, we... you see what you've been working towards. Our tie-ins start to have greater impact. And as usual, it's always an all-around good time. In this chapter, we follow the Avengers as they save the world from a psychotic Siri from hell, Ultron, as he plots to turn a small Eastern European town into a real-life Tower of Terror. So, without further ado, here we go. Did not ask for my. No, it just said. Just yeah. it just announced. <laughs> Prepare your butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare your butts, gentlemen. Uh, good morning. And also with you. <laughs> and your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are talking about uh, the Avengers: Age of Ultron, the sequel to the original Avengers, um, or to the movie. I mean, I don't really know. With so many connected stories and individual solo stories, I don't know what is considered the original or what's considered i mean you know you know where we're at um i am joined with james dugan dugan tell me how do you feel about the mcu are you a fan of the mcu do you watch these movies do you care about these movies i i care and i watch so much about (laughs) okay Um, good 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 (laughs) yeah i uh i i went and saw i mean i saw iron man midnight showing back in 2008 uh like the i so I was I I got in on the bottom floor of the yeah. MCU, um, and uh, and because I and I think it was like Iron Man and Hulk came out that same summer, mm-hmm. and I know that I went to the midnight showings of both of them. Um, I've seen I've seen every one of the movies. I uh, I love I love the MCU. I love what it I, I love what they've created, and I uh, I, I think it's. I oh. haven't gotten sick of superhero movies. Even no, had them for twenty. Even they've been <laughs> twenty years, twenty summers of superhero movies at this point. Uh, I have not gotten sick of them. I I love the MCU. I could, yeah. And you know what's so one of my favorite? One of my favorite things about moving to the city is that I no longer have to go to midnight premieres. Because they do like these Thursdays, old ass yeah. for old people, like th- Thursday six p.m. showings, which is like the opening. I'm like, hell yes, I'm what? using my PTO. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is wonderful. I'm I, in bed by nine. <laughs> I also I think that, and and this might be me. This might be a little old man in me uh, of like, 
I, I think that midnight movies aren't the same as they used to be. I, I think that the premieres, not at all. They, it's just like not as big of a deal to, yeah. to, to go see it at midnight anymore. There's yeah. something about like, I don't know if it's like social media or something. It feels like everything is kind of, you already know what you're expecting before you walk in. So there's yeah. no like, we need to be there when they cut the ribbon and we can all run in and see it first. It sort of feels like, well, no, I kind of have a general idea of what I'm getting into with this. There was... Well, there was also something really cool about like you would line up for the day and uh right. and there would be people in costume and people knew that they were going to be sitting outside the theater all day so they had like board games and they had tents and you mm-hmm. know it, it, you you like sat there and you bonded with the other people that were in line with you um i can tell you the I'll, I'll tell the story very quickly, but it's my favorite midnight movie story. It has nothing to do with the MCU, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but it was uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Hell yeah! I was there with a, um, I was there with a bunch of my friends, and we got in. They they let us into the theater at like 10 p.m. and so we were in there, and we had two hours to kill before the movie started. And so we're like in there. People are dressed up, um, and then eventually these two girls go to the front of the theater. And they, they're like, hey, if we could just have everybody's attention really quick, um, we would like to perform some scenes from the previous movies. So uh, <laughs> does anybody uh, d- does anybody out that there... That was Amy have... Poehler and Tina Fey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're like, does any, like, what scene would you like to see? And and somebody was like, oh, the, the Draco-Harry duel. And uh, and they're like, okay, great, we'll do that. And, and then they, they like sat there for a second and they went... Who do you want to be? Okay, uh, and I'll be. And and what line should we start on? They had all three of the movies memorized, and so people would like call out a scene, and then they would do it, and like th- then it would finish, and they would do another <laughs> one. It was so cool. And then they w- th- then they were like, "All right, thanks, that was fun." Um, and then these four guys like went up right after them, and they said, "We're actually a barbershop quartet, and we would like <laughs> oh to sing some songs." <laughs> Oh, it was so cool. Oh, then oh, a third person, a third woman goes up. She's like, I'm actually a fire twirler. <laughs> like, <laughs> can't do that sound. in a the theater. I yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> that poor woman. Uh, I, Garrett, how about you? I will. I love the MCU. Big, huge fan. Um, I used to go to the midnight showings, things like that, to lots of things. But I'll, I'll slightly disagree that I think it's better now in some ways because midnight showing of a film was the worst way to view the actual film footage like it was in what way you're there were so many fan people they would scream throughout the film so you couldn't see you couldn't hear there'd be crazy like laughter applause breaks which is such a fun and uh environment atmosphere but it was like i'm trying to pay attention to this movie yeah (laughs) And I missed like half of it because uh, Gary Oldman came on the screen, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and the and Ga- women women went nuts for Gary, everyone, Gary yeah. Oldman. Yeah, and I'm talking Gar- about Darkest Hours, right? Everyone saw that midnight <laughs> film of Winston Churchill. And you notoriously do not like riffraff when you're watching a movie. You don't like kerfuffle. You don't like rufflings or anything. You're easily distracted. Get that hard candy out before. Uh, <laughs> Line it up on the chair of the person in front of you so that you have it available. That's why the best midnight movie showing I ever saw was uh, Snakes on a Plane, because there was no no one no one wanted to be there for the movie, and, and I would go there and I was not a frat guy, but dear lord, were we surrounded by it was the whole theater was frat guys, uh-huh. 
everyone was like dressed as snakes everyone had rubber snakes they were throwing them around like some guys were like sliding down the banisters and hissing uh the the manager had to stop the showing uh at like halfway through come out and say hey guys i know we're having fun but some people here might be into it for like the subplot or (laughs) so can we just quiet like we every other theater can hear you so let's just quiet down a bit and he's he's pelted to death with rubber snakes Snakes, yeah and one was a real one we just don't know oh all right well let's get into this movie because this was i will say garrett and i started watching this yesterday and then i halfway through went home and i watched to finish it this morning I was surprised with how much more I liked this than I thought I would. In my brain, I remember this being like a real, not a dud, because none of these are really truly like heinous duds. Agree. But I didn't expect myself to be like so, and I don't, okay, chicken or the egg. Is it a good movie? Or have I grown to love these characters so much in better installments that now I look back and I see meaning where there really is none? I don't know, and I don't want that question answered because I like that it adds value to the... Like, we watched Thor, Garrett and I, and there are so many people who come back later that you don't remember from Thor because they were nobodies in Thor, but you remember them from when they come back, that then when you watch Thor, you're like, there's actually a ton of people from the MCU and this is not that bad. In reality, it's a, it's bad, but... It you just it has more value because you recognize these people or you have a different relationship with them from watching them from better installments. Does anybody else feel that way, or were you guys? Did you like it? Did you? How did you I, feel? Th- this is interesting because should you judge a movie based on uh, based on its intent? Should you ba- should you judge a movie based on like what it was when it came out or what it what it becomes the longer it exists? Um, the the so. I, I like I read this book a couple years ago that was all about how we'll look back on like the our time period and, and, and as history goes on and that was something that this guy talked about a lot was was like you know the, a lot of books or movies that we think of as being the greatest of all time yeah are that way because our sensibilities have changed now and we relate back to them in a way that we didn't um, at the time they came out so for me I actually liked this movie less when I this time that I oh, watched shit. Oh, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but i agree with you uh, i agree with you Devin. that like I, I don't think any movie in the mcu is a like complete dud or or bomb uh okay. but this one to me i felt like i i remember being so excited for this movie and watching the trailer over and over and like get, just getting so hyped about the hulkbuster scene and uh and then it, it feels to me the movie feels like this this much and and listeners i'm holding my my thumb and my uh pointer finger mm-hmm. maybe two inches apart it feels this much too clever um oh that, interesting oh okay that, that that like the way that joss whedon writes scripts is it, it, it like the dialogue is sometimes too clever i feel like he really rushes past a lot of things in this uh in this movie that i've don't that i didn't really understand until i watched it a second or third time yeah i yeah i think i i I think some of the stuff in the film that i did not like when i rewatched it was it was so heavy-handed but i i think i went through what you're going through like 
as we watch the MCU and as it evolves, no one thinks back on Age of Ultron being like, oh, it's in the top tier. And so I had already pushed it way down of like, oh, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, so I had lowered my bar. But you're right. Like when it came out, I think I liked it a lot when it came out yeah, because there was so much fervor and like this was the newest installment. Um, and we hadn't gotten like Infinity War or Endgame or Civil War or any of these other big ones. But yeah. And to your point, Dugan, about Joss Whedon's writing, I think I completely agree because I think one of the things that made me, because I also love this, by the way, spoiler alert, I just walk into every Marvel movie deciding I'm going to like it. So even if it's horrible, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the one thing I look forward to. Like other <laughs> things I can be more critical on, but like I need one stable thing in my life that I can know, like, I'm just going to choose to like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but rewatching this, because Joss Whedon, to your point, writes past big moments yeah. like so quickly that I found myself liking this more because I could sort of not pay attention to the stuff that I already kind of knew, or like I could coast on those things, which then gave me the ability to like, oh, I didn't like Thor's whole deal in this movie. I couldn't have told you that happened yesterday. But now rewatching it, I'm like, oh, did you know Thor has a whole vision in this movie? There was a point where I turned to Garrett when we were watching it and I said, I had no idea that this scene we just watched was in this movie. Where he goes to meet the professor and it's just like a three-sentence thing. We're out in a parking lot and he's like, yeah, come show me this thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had no idea that happened because it's wedged, it's bookended by two humongous scenes with incredible, like, stakes in this current plot and then just wedged in the middle it's a little bit like hey could you give me a ride <laughs> like oh yeah yeah come on come on through it's incredible how the mcu is like hey you know let's let's have everyone from thor be like a very important, important character for the rest of the entire saga <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck and then like uh, besides natalie portman uh yeah, yeah. not yet not yet exactly not yet. but yet. like you know how iron man like killed it and was amazing and like yeah restart our franchise mm-hmm. uh well let's never have obadiah stain ever nope, come gone. back uh justin hammer justin never comes hammer. back justin hammer is one of the greatest villains that the mcu has had sam yeah. rockwell's maybe the best actor yeah. in the entire like casting of all those films oh. too yeah so he's good. gone whiplash <laughs> gone uh, uh what's his name uh, aldrich killian gone uh, yeah killian's gone uh war machines barely and things like yeah. and you got Don Cheadle, so it's like, Which why have... are why are we making Stellan Skarsgård and Cat Dennings like pillars <laughs> it's, of the it's MCU? Wild. It's wild. <laughs> uh, so let's get into this plot really quick. Uh, okay. Oh, by the way, feel free to interrupt me or jump in with. Don't feel like you need to be polite on this podcast. We are right. not. I want to say something right now. Okay, good, good, good. Uh... <laughs> You turn you turn your wall around and it's like a, a whiteboard full of theories and strings. You're like, I just have, I need a quick 45 minutes to explain my thoughts on this movie. It's Cat Dennings, yeah, headshot right in the middle. Just I just have something to say. She's not actually as important as everybody thinks she is. Um, no, uh, something that I something I think about a lot, with, especially with, with something that you just said, Garrett, is there's a lot of actors that get one-offs in the MCU, and then that's and then that's it. Like they have done their thing in the mm-hmm. MCU. Now they never get to be a bigger part in the MCU. Yeah. One the one that I think about all the time is Matt Damon playing that like oh playing uh, yeah. the actor Thor yeah, right the actor that's playing Loki, and it's like great we got Matt Damon. 
and then and we used him as a cameo bit <sighs> in the MCU. And and that is what he is in the MCU. So yeah. we do we do something on this podcast. We have a president's club, and it's for exactly that. An okay. actor who has come into the MCU an actor and it has to be an actor we love it can't be like like god bless mickey worked didn't make the cut but That's... it'll be an actor we love that we are like why is he oh why is he or she only in one movie here they're mm-hmm. amazing it's been like um uh stanley Tucci. Tucci uh uh what's his name all the names are for oh like glenn close is in guardians of the galaxy and then it's like oh, oh yeah. but, <laughs> good, but, and um uh, what's his name? I'm so bad with actor names. I really shouldn't have a president's club, and I can't think Jeff of anybody. Goldblum. No, Kurt Russell. Yes, he will be in one. Kurt Russell will be uh, the guy from Captain America who plays the sergeant who has three names. I can Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. It's just littered of like, Dude. how wonderful. Goodbye forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was right, college roommates with Al Gore. That's one of the weirdest facts. What the fuck? They were like paired up <laughs> dorm mates. No, that can't be real. Al it's Gore so and Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee. Why do I always want to say James Earl Jones? I'm pretty sure they were like. It was at like an Ivy League too. We're roommates for four years. That's crazy. Oh, I thought it was just one. They heard each other have sex. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, hey Tommy, can I have the room tonight? Tipper's here. Oh my <laughs> Tipper's in town. Oh my god. I can't continue. <laughs> Tommy Lee and Al hit it off from the start. <laughs> yeah, they're they're probably really good friends. For the sure. pair lived in a typical college life and then became household names. <laughs> Man, I mean, I don't know. The guy that I lived with for three years in college, I guess we're still friends. We don't talk very often. But. No. It's a, yeah, it's a, I can't imagine. I, I feel like college is a similar, like, you go through that transformative period with somebody in such, like, a familial bond. Like, you live with them. You go out with them. You do all that stuff. And then you graduate, and you're like, okay, we've transitioned out of this. Goodbye. I'll see you in passing. <laughs> like, ships in the night. Yeah. All right. In Eastern Europe... Uh, or in, in the Eastern European country of Sokovia. This the... is not where Tommy Lee Jones and Al Gore. No, 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 no. They did not. No, or uh, <laughs> how do we know? Studied abroad. They... <laughs> um, so in Sokovia, Tony Stark, Steve, the Avengers, I don't need to name them all, um, raid a Hydra facility commanded by Baron Wolfgang von Strucker, who has experimented on humans using the scepter previously wielded by Loki. The two... Uh, they meet two of Strucker's test subjects, twins Pietro and Wanda Maximoff, and apprehend Strucker while Stark retrieves Loki's scepter. This scene was so cool. It's so cool. It felt but, bad. But I was like, these are all regular dudes being oh yeah. just dunked on by a god yeah. of thunder. It's like an ultra super soldier. I was like, I this is not okay, right? Yeah, they do a good job in the, the MCU of always having, like when they have to have a huge war scene, it's always something that you won't care if it dies. It's, a, it's an alien that you've never seen before and you know doesn't exist, or it's a robot and this... But in the opening, I'm like, oh, they just broke that guy's back. (laughs) Cap throws a motorcycle that he's on. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Most of these people that you saw are dead. How how does he get any leverage to make that throw? Uh, (laughs) Well, 
Because he like somersaults over it. He somersaults over and then and then throws it over his own head. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Hell a regular yeah. dude that probably like works out a little. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, it's so cool. Everybody, they do a good job of like making you. Uh, one of the good things that they do in these MCU movies is they tell a story through a fight scene because 50% of the movie is a fight scene. So they have to figure out a way to do it. And they do a good job of like always setting up this is how this character fights and why they're essential and why they're cool. Like this was the first this movie made me care more and more about Hawkeye because I was like, okay, I kind of get what you're into. You have a good personality. You you have all these cool tips to your arrows that can do different things. Mm -hmm. Um, I have I I don't want to jump too far ahead. Jump jump as far ahead. I mean, people have you've had the time to see this movie, so there's no spoilers. (laughs) Everybody, but. Joss Whedon, so Joss Whedon is pretty famously known for killing characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in, in his projects, he will kill off main characters. And in this movie, I don't know. I th- maybe we can talk about this later. Actually, I don't want to talk about it right now. We'll talk about it. Later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Just remind me if we if if we get to the end and I'll, I'll remember. Okay, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna. Int- I'm intentionally not going to remind you so that anybody listening to this just never knows what you were going to say. They <laughs> <laughs> never have any idea what you're going to say. Um, but I, I liked the opening. I liked the way they introduced. Well, first of all, when they introduced Pietro, he's so cool. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time this came out, this came out right after they used Pietro in an X-Men movie who has like... Was it after or before? Let's double check. because it was, it was after because... First class, I know because I went to see because Garrett, I saw X Men First Class with. Um, oh no, but he wasn't in First Class. He wasn't in First he Class. Was the other one? It was. Uh, yeah. Um. So maybe. It was. Yeah, it was Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, because I remember. Yes, Days of Future Past came out in 2014. This came out in 2015. Because yes. I remember watching yeah. that, thinking because I had known that. Wanda and Pietro were going to be in this movie. And then seeing that scene done so well in that other movie of his powers, I was like, oh, we are in trouble because that is like a legendary scene. Um, But I liked the way they, I mean, it's not as cool as the other movie, but uh, I like the way they introduced their powers. I like that in this movie, Wanda is truly witchy. She's kind of like, she, like, like the like the ring. She's like yeah. skipping. She's like a DVD like that's they, skipping. But then she just slowly like walks everywhere. Yeah. yeah, they do it like once or maybe twice. It's I do not like that choice. Okay, okay. Garrett and I have a long-standing feud about Wanda Maximoff. Garrett hates her, and I think she's the savior of our people. I hold her up on such a pedestal. But hmm. we were arguing about this last night when we were watching it. He was like, this is so dumb that they only ever do. And I was like, I think it's cool. I like witches. It's Halloween. Just shut up. She's just, uh, <laughs> is the movie term a MacGuffin or something? Like, just this, like, weird fucking trump card of, like, oh, well, we need this to happen. So I guess Wanda can do that now. Uh- <laughs> yeah. There is I loved explanation. it. <laughs> I, I, I think that I might fall somewhere in the middle of you two then because – I didn't, I mean, of course, I didn't really, we all, I think we all came more onto her side with WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, and I think up to that, she was just, she she wasn't like an important character to me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I, I wasn't, I wasn't like fascinated with her backstory. Uh, but now I am now, now I do think like Elizabeth Olsen has really like yeah. come into the role and, and is ready to step up and That's be a so bigger bad. part. Yeah. Oh. When she's not concentrating very hard on that bad accent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> both of them. Both of the they're, twins are doing pretty bad accents. <laughs> Wait, well, I'm, I don't know the true, like, native Sokovian accent. Right. <laughs> Marvel, you use New York. You use DC. All Everything else is a real place. Like, just make them from Latveria or something. Like, no, you can have other fun made-up stuff. No, because they don't have the rights to Latveria. <laughs> oh, that's right. They don't. Yeah. They, oh. they they can't use that yet. Other and also, can you imagine if they made them from Latveria? We all would have pissed our pants. Yeah, like, yeah. how cool would that been. Yeah, yeah. Or if like Sokovia but they did, is in Latveria. They did. Um, they, they name checked Wakanda in a cool yeah. way. In this they one. did, and but then they don't go to Wakanda, which is very funny to me. They go to like ships that are off <laughs> the shore of. Africa, and then I was also like, but it's not off the. Sh- it's like in a dirt pit somewhere. It's like in a yeah. mud field. Yeah, it's like off season. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like okay. Um, so in this scene, we unveil that um, she can tap into people's minds. He can run real quick, and uh, everybody has a vision. No, fast and she's Tony- weird. How Maria exactly, helped. Right. <laughs> um, which whenever I watched that in theaters, and she said that, I was like, okay. <laughs> Every like, line about them is a legal like <laughs> has been looked over by 10 lawyers yeah i'm saying like well we can't say mutants we Not can't specifically say their powers we can't say magneto's children they're miracles uh-huh. <laughs> also to your point garrett where like her power set is kind of whatever they need at the moment instead of trying to explain that they're just like yeah she's weird and yeah. the audience is like <laughs> <Yeah>. cool <laughs> like okay i get that <laughs> um and then tony has this vision where that sets him into wanting to create an artificial intelligence uh, system that could protect the world using this gem. Um, and they secretly decide to do it with Banner. And they create Ultron. Well, they don't create Ultron. They start creating Ultron. And then I guess he creates himself the rest of the way. They mention like, we were nowhere near whatever that thing turned into. Um, the unexpected... Oh, then they have this party and Ultron attacks, essentially. Am I missing anything in, in between those? Um... You, we kind of established the the Hulk the the like uh, Hulk Natasha relationship. Yeah, yeah. Established. <laughs> well, in the, the... <laughs> <laughs> they really push it like out yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> yes, and they do. I don't like this. Was something that on this watch I was like, oh, I really hate the way that they wrote Scarlett Johansson in this. Watch. Yeah. It's horrible. It's really just being like, well, what if you were in love with me? Yeah, she's in like a weird film noir. Did we pass our window? Yeah, it's like she's either kind of like uh, alluding to like flirting, or she's completely heartbroken. Yeah, it's so. Also, we put this out last night. Why is she bartending at this party? No reason. She's an Avenger. Yeah, absolutely. Zero reason. Just but also, I will say, if you are if you are catering this event and one of the Avengers comes behind the bar, are you going to ask them to leave? 
No, but I'm also not going to ask them for a drink. I'm not going to be like, hey, Black Widow, could you make me a screwdriver? Like, under, I'd be like, I, I'm so sorry, my liege. Can I? Sure, but, but I think the situation, not to defend this scene too much, because like, <laughs> but, um, but if, Devin, if you and I were Avengers and there was some, you know, who, the, the, some kid that wanted to be an actor that was catering this thing and was working behind the bar and you jumped behind the bar and he let you stay there. And then I walked up, I'd be like, oh, I want to drink from my friend Devin. I don't want to, I, I'm going to, because that's all it was. It was oh. just Banner that got a drink from her, I think. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like she was in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. She's pulling tickets, she's putting them out. <laughs> she was, yeah, she was a bartender. She was bar back. She was like, I need more glasses. <laughs> Kegs are tapped. Uh... <laughs> Hawkeye's the, I don't know why Hawkeye has to be, I guess they're not super powered. So then he's immediately the bar back <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> He's the manager. He, he's the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, well, you're you're missing the hammer lift scene. That's what I yeah. I, yeah. I was gonna this is oh. kind of a cool, um, kind of a cool moment where it, it is again a, a like awkwardly written, but also it feels like a ton of it is improvised. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, in the moment. So maybe that's what it is. But it is like a, a nice little just fun moment. Of, yeah. Avengers. And Thor is so funny in this movie. He, This is the first movie where you feel like, I know who Thor is now. Garrett pointed that out last night. Of like, this is the time where you're like, oh, he's funny. And like, unaware, like kind of aloof, but not in a dumb way. This is where audiences and probably Joss figured out, like, as, as funny and talented as a lot of this cast is, Hemsworth is the comedic standout. Mm -hmm. And Thor is... Because I think that's how you have to create Thor. And that's when Taika was like, oh, yeah, Thor is a joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the only way to make him very palatable and, like, work with them. Like, big, dumb, big, dumb, fun idiot. Yeah. So how did you feel about So there is, like, a – I don't want to say it's a philosophical question. But there is a question proposed here when Tony Stark wants to guard the world. Like, while it does not work out, I don't think he is incredibly off base for, like, thinking we have now seen a new threat that could truly destroy our entire planet mm -hmm. we should be thinking ahead i mean whether you create an artificial intelligence murder machine that tries to take up destroy the entire world anyway oh, questionable but how did you feel about that like him proposing that idea are you like that is insane i don't know why anything or are you kind of on his side i'm kind of on his side i i mean i i think this was this was a weird time in the MCU when like we didn't know if Robert Downey Jr. was gonna stick around and keep playing mm -hmm. Iron Man. Yeah, he'd already done three. Yeah, and, and every yeah, movie, wild. every movie seemed to end with Tony Stark being like, "That's it, I'm done being Iron Man," and like Iron yeah. Man three pretty definitively retired him as Iron Man, and then he was just back. Uh, in the next one yeah um, in this one in fact yeah uh, and then same with this where he keeps saying like i'm i'm done i'm out of here and i need to set something up to be um to be my replacement so i guess to answer your question i did i, I wasn't like bad idea buddy it, it felt like <laughs> yeah it, it felt like yeah the, your your job is to protect the earth and you've got a large scale plan to do it and, and nothing you've done so far has uh destroyed the earth I, I think I, I think go for it. Yeah. Did you see What If, James? Yes. 
Okay, so he's absolutely <laughs> right that, oh yeah, Ultron will, it will defend pretty capably of any alien threat. Like, yeah, Ultron, yeah. yeah he one-shots uh, Thanos. So yeah, pretty smart. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't decide that like the philosophical, if you protocol something to create peace on Earth, of course he's going to kill all humans because we are the cause we of do suck yeah. do you there's another thing and i don't know if i'm projecting this onto this film because after you watch these enough then you start seeing things that aren't there because you've already seen everything that was there i i like the idea that there's a conflict between steve and tony in that steve is kind of like his identity is a soldier he's kind of like yeah we'll fight no matter what it's cool fighting's fun that's like what we do versus tony being like Aren't we kind of trying to get out? Aren't we trying to set up a sustainable system so that, like, this isn't about us being heroes. This is about protecting everybody. Whereas Steve feels a little bit like, no, no, no. The right thing to do is to be the hero. By the way, speaking of the script, Steve's, like, colloquialisms, his weird, like, wisdom-infused way of speaking is so corny in this to me. I'm so like, oh my god, okay. Every time he speaks, I'm like, okay, Steve. Like, I just want to throw myself out of that helicarrier. I'm like, oh my god. And again, with the lessons infused into every like, take this as maybe the world's maybe the world's leading authority on waiting too long. You don't want to do that. I'm like, uh, just say like, go get like, shut up. <laughs> He's so annoying to me. <laughs> The scene where, um, the scene where, after the like robots come to life and um, and, and all that, the that scene I think does such a good job of presenting this opinion, uh, presenting the two sides of this. Where you know Cap is saying, uh, he's like, "We are the people I trust. I like I, I trust us to do the right thing." And uh, and Tony Stark is like, "No, it's out of our hands." And, and there are threats that are beyond us. And I was like, these are both good points, and yeah. there's no... And it does set up... It sets up Civil War pretty nice. Pretty well. I do Very love well. to ask the questions of, like... Almost every movie where they're together, you can ask, like, are you Team Steve or are you Team Iron Man? Like, yeah. of these two. Mm-hmm. Who, and, and it after changes, two, I think. Winter Soldier, yeah. it's really good, too, where it's like... There is a right... I mean, Cap has a reason to not trust governments or other like protective agencies like oh my god we just did we just did the winter soldier episode and it's so funny to because he's so american patriotism on steroids like whatever so for him to be like wait maybe the government's bad it was like <laughs> so funny to me <laughs> Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the D Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Uh, so uh, they do have this amazing fight scene with wait, all... wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay, okay. With the lifting of the hammer, mm-hmm. Dugan and Devin, do you think Cap can lift it all the way at that time, but chooses not to, or does it move at all? Yes, yes. I think Cap can lift it, and uh, and, and he chooses not to. 
I think really? he notices he can lift it. Mm-hmm. And then for Thor's confidence, he's like, I got to pretend I can't. Yes. Oh, I took I, it as 100%. like, I took it as though he still has one, like, and I think maybe I read this somewhere and that's informing my opinion. Like I read it on an Instagram post of somebody who says like, until he can like get right with Bucky or like put that stuff behind him that he isn't fully worthy of lifting the hammer, but he's close. Um, hmm. But I guess I'm outruled. <laughs> I think I mean, that what a sense. great way to film that scene. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the How little, funny. like, did it or did it not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. So um, we are introduced to Ultron. Ultron is horrifying, by the way. He's maybe the scariest villain of all of them. Mm-hmm. So he's, far. He's so, I even, like, visually and the way, and James, what's his face, his voice and everything. Scary. So sc- everything about him is horrifying. The fact that he's like in the internet and he knows everything about you. Everything I'm just like this guy, fucking sucks. Um, they, uh, he attacks everybody escaping from uh, escaping with the scepter. Ultron uses resources in Strucker's Sokovia base to upgrade his rudimentary body and build an army of robot drones. Having killed Strucker, he recruits the Maximoffs who hold Stark responsible for their parents' death by his company's weapons. And then they go to a base arms dealer, Ulysses Claw, in Johansenburg to get the vibranium. There's so so this is one of those moments in the script where Joss Whedon uses throwaway lines as major plot points. Uh, because there's a moment <laughs> where they are they are making such insane leaps of logic and <laughs> The, and and they are just doing it like one line, <laughs> one line, one line, and then like the yeah. plot has been set up because yeah. they go, they're like, uh, oh, he's um, uh, Ultron, he exists now. Um, well, what do you think he wants? Probably the nuclear codes. Okay, well, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, a million percent. <laughs> he probably already had him, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's... Right, yeah. and they're like, oh, he probably wants to make a body. Probably out of what? Right. Oh, probably the strongest metal that's like only on this one mm-hmm. weird ship right now. Yeah. 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 Hey, what do you guys hate the Avengers so much? Oh, um, Tony Stark's war machines, they killed our parents to tell this entire story in three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, cool, makes sense. What a great motive to yeah. have. And then but never touch it again. I swear, when they are like, when they're picking the glass out of themselves after that robot fight, it's like Don Cheadle, uh, Colby Smolders, like they, they just say three things to each other of like, Oh, I guess this is what's happening. Okay, great. <laughs> well, they both they say like, well, I guess I'll go away for the rest of the movie doing this yeah. thing. And oh, perfect idea. I will do this other thing. That also, leaves me out of the film. They're like, he's deleted all the records. Oh, how convenient that we have these box of printed records Jeez. related to this one guy we happen to be talking about right now. Oh, that no. are in Stark's house. Oh, no, no, no. What we have is a box of records that we're going to comb through. Except, who? what's this tattoo on a guy? <laughs> what's this weird tattoo? Uh, well, let's follow this lead that makes no sense. Yeah. I did, I'm done I, reading. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will say I love Thor throwing the box lids all across the set. I thought that was so fun, like it's so excessive, and they're like, "Throw it; it'll fill out like this section of the thing." But also <laughs> because it's cut together with so many different lines of important dialogue, every two seconds he's throwing a new lid across mm-hmm. the room. It's like he's opening boxes and tossing them on the floor just to open another box. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Have you seen that? Um, 
Justice League uh, moment, uh, the the where Superman lives in a world of cardboard. No, <laughs> you know that speech. No, <laughs> uh, it's like Superman is fighting Darkseid, and he gives this speech where he's like, "I feel like I live in a world of cardboard, where if I try, if I make the wrong move, people will die, and and I finally get to do this." And I felt like that was Chris Hemsworth being yeah. like, "This is how strong Thor is." And, yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't know, he doesn't know his own strength when he's opening up file boxes. Yeah. Ugh. Then they have this other fight. Then they have this other fight scene. Whenever they get, first of all, Claw. That um, uh, Andy Circus is so good. He's so good as that character. Yeah. He. What a great fight scene. What a great uh, like back and forth between him and Ultron. Ultron is horrifying <laughs> yes. every time he is on the screen. Every Even time he's not. Who? Scarlet Witch just walking around and. <laughs> Touching people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I hate how they do her. Uh, hate her. Uh, I mean, yeah, she... They didn't commit. They did not commit to the like Korean water ghost thing that they were trying to do. Yeah. They also her powers look. I mean, it's CGI, so it evolves. I'm sure there's different studios who are doing their CGI, but her it it looks like static electricity mm-hmm. in this. Ever when she's like getting into people's minds. Her are her hands are doing these crazy things that she keeps throughout, but like it's like little static shocks, and then next thing you know, they're in a world of illusion. Yeah. And does she control the illusion? Uh to oh, wow. extent. You know, who knows? <laughs> I feel like the whole What a question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we I feel... have so much to base our answers on. <laughs> <laughs> and to Garrett's point, it, it they truly are like I know her in the comics, her origin is chaos magic. But even in the comics, the chaos has a little more order than it does in the MCU. Here, they're just sort of like, she doesn't really know what she's doing. We don't know what she's doing. Nobody knows what's going on. But it does work out conveniently for all of us. Yeah, even the people... in experiencing the visions can't decide you know they're they're right half of them are like oh she's messing with my head other uh, others of them are like no it was prophecy and i and i have to go follow this yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that storyline of tony being like believing that it was a, i believe that i saw it i'm like well it I never shown. Yeah. yeah i was like it, well it never happens so that's a lie and then two it's like if you, you're having a psychotic break it's really what's happening. It's like you're seeing something that's not there. It's not there. You woke up and it wasn't there. There's not ugh. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um then this leads us to maybe the best scene and I don't know how you feel because I know you had high hopes and you Hulk already Buster. referenced it. Hulkbuster scene. Greatest scene. It's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I e- love it. Mm-hmm. Every every move makes sense and has weight. Like, sometimes in fight scenes, like, every once in a while, somebody will be kicked across for comedic relief, and you're like, oh, okay, that doesn't make sense. Every, like, when he hits them with that elevator, when the people are getting off the elevator, everything seems so well done. The extras in this scene are the only extras in the MCU who have ever reacted appropriately. <laughs> they are experiencing true trauma in the street. Most of the people are just, like, screaming, and then they, like, duck behind something so they can watch. These people are like, get us the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> get us away from these things. Well, except for those stupid cops uh, who <laughs> go up and they start shooting him with their guns. It obviously doesn't work. And then when he's in, like, the box that Tony sends him, they, like, make so, a perimeter like, around it? Yeah. With their guns, what are you doing? This there, didn't work before. Like, you know, 
You know Let's that's a, walk closer. <laughs> you know that's a bad day to be a cop. <laughs> like, yeah. why do I have to be scheduled today? <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, every part of this scene. This is so good. I I love it so much. Like the um oh the the like Veronica just like shooting parts down to him and uh and all of the redundancies that they built into the Hulkbuster is really yeah. fun. Um, where it's like. Even though even though Banner and Stark designed it, they're like this probably will not work. So we need to have <laughs> like we need to have a contingency for when he rips your arm off. Uh, yeah, right. we, we need to have like a contingency for when this containment thing does not work. It, it's like no, every plan is just kind of to slow him down. Oh, yeah, yeah, like he will outpunch you. So I will then grab your arm yeah. instead of trying to punch <laughs> you. <laughs> it's so good. And go then to it, sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> something else that I love about the MCU is that like these are, and I've said this before on the podcast, but like, I don't think people, and maybe this isn't the, I don't watch a lot of blockbusters outside of the MCU, but a qualm I used to have with them are that, these huge fight scenes happen. They destroy cities and then the movie ends. And I am so distracted with like, who cleans that up? What's the world like after this? Mm -hmm. And especially other before this, where they weren't linked as heavily when it was just sequels, you could get a sequel. You could get a transformer sequel, but everybody just acts as though the first transformers didn't happen. Nobody's dealing with it. So I really like that when they destroy this entire city, that it's all over the news. They're talking about like it has ramifications and it affects people after this. Yeah. It was just so well done. Yeah, it's crazy. That, Go ahead. <sighs> oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say that that's all that that's I loved that about Civil War. It, mm-hmm. Is part of it is them being like, look at what the, the look at all these cities you've destroyed. We have yeah. to do something. Well, I was gonna say because in Civil War they do it after like one bomb that kills like 30 people but but he but but he shows he, he's like okay here's, good like here's new york here's yeah Sokovia. here's yeah <laughs> so it's like there's no way there's not more than like ten thousand deaths from yeah. like this this fight with the whole thing oh, they destroy yeah. that whole building it comes to, <laughs> like this is yeah. massive and like oh uh, anyway uh, so then there is a worldwide backlash over the resulting destruction and the fear uh, and the fears Wanda's hallucinations incited send the team into hiding into Barton's farm home. Thor departs to consult Dr. Eric Selvig. This is the scene that I just forgot happened. I'm always <laughs> like, every time I've watched this before, I'm like, why is he go? Why? Where is he going? Mm-hmm. And then there's like a brief scene where he's like in a cave water somewhere. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I've always thought that, that maybe that had more scenes and they cut it for time because it hmm. seemed so wedged in. There, yeah, because there's there's shots in the trailer from that like set that aren't in the movie. Yeah, man, the trailer is great though. Yeah. Love that trailer. The trailer <laughs> the, uh, tops this dud. <laughs> uh, oh, also, so then they go to uh, they have all of this like team building and like adjusting to like sort of all the team taking a hit as Clint puts it. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, for the weakest man on the team, boy oh boy. Is he not as shaken as the rest of these people? Like, he's like, yeah, they're really out there with their, like, oh, yeah, they really took a hit. And they're really mm-hmm. sure. I'm going to have to build them up again. I'm like, you shoot bow and arrows. You're but, very good at it. And you're very cool. But here's 
Yeah. Here, here is a. This was a cool moment, Garrett. Maybe this is what you were gonna say. First of all, Linda Cardellini absolutely wasted in this role in the MCU. President's she, cut. She's so good. I can't believe she's. Been, she could have been a superhero, and instead, she is like she would have been amazing in in the MCU. Ugh. Um, but that's that that talk that he has with her. I did. I love this moment in, in this movie when uh when when she she says something about like these guys are gods. The you, like. Why do they need you? And, and he's like, that's why they need me. Because none of them are ready to take this hit. And I am just a normal person. I, yeah. I, I think it's a very cool scene. They really call out Hawkeye a lot in this. Because, you know, after the first Avengers, you're doing this big panorama of, like, all these cool dudes with all these amazing powers. And and it's like, what the fuck is this guy here for? Yeah. <laughs> he's the butt of every joke. And now he, he acknowledges that, like, throughout this yeah. whole film. He's like, yeah, I'm nowhere near as strong as you all. Uh, I am extremely vulnerable. I'm shooting a bow and arrow at robots. Like, yeah, <laughs> they set him up to die in so many installments mm-hmm. that I, with his new Hawkeye show coming out, I'm just gonna walk in being like, they're gonna set him up to die, but I know he's not gonna die. It's gonna be like <laughs> some bartender that we meet at the first episode or something. Um, I love. Have you read the comics that the that this Hawkeye is based? I on? have. So, so, so I've yeah. read uh, about half of them. A fraction. I'm a ha- well, I'm halfway through them. I started reading them when I saw how similar the 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 shooting style of the trailer was to mm-hmm. these comics, and they're so good. Uh, what I love about those comics is that it is not it's not a world ending thing that Hawkeye has to take on. He's just taken on like corrupt landlords, which I like. I like yeah. the uh, the balance. It can't always be a level twenty disaster. Yes, like I'm stressed. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is difficult, but we got this. <laughs> <laughs> all these guys who say bro all the time, like, oh, sure, we yeah. got them. Yeah, that's the beauty of Spider-Man. It's like yeah. sometimes a burglar, and then sometimes, you know, Thanos. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> um, so, Worldwide Backlash, uh, uh, Nick Fury shows up and helps the team form a plan to stop Ultron. Um, also, there's another moment where... How did he ta- get there? He was all farmhouse in the middle. Yeah, he must have yeah. over there. But it was yeah. like we would have uh, noticed a plane or a helicopter. Uh, also, like go sit in the barn until they're emotionally ready to see you. Yeah, <laughs> go hang out in the not upstairs in like the kids' room in the barn. Go out in the barn, and I'm gonna trick a billionaire <laughs> into going out there uh, so yeah. we can talk to him to fix my. <laughs> the team is not ready to see you. Uh, they also have a scene where um, Mark Ruffalo comes out of the shower and Nat is there in a robe and they're trying to <laughs> oh say like God. we've we've missed our shot or should we run away together? Really, what I realize now is that they're setting and, up. Fucking put a, put an arrow in my head. When I... <laughs> when I got to the end of the movie, I was like, oh, maybe they did that to set up the fact that Hulk is gonna leave. Like they need to set up that Hulk is gonna leave, and he's leaving. Quote, leaving her behind. But it seemed so forced that I was like, is this a is this porn? This is set up like a porn scene. Yes, <laughs> like <laughs> it one hundred percent is set up like a porn scene. But also, in this scene, isn't this the scene where she says, since I can't have kids, I'm just as much of a monster? Right? We, we paused the movie last night. We were like, you are not a monster because you can't have a child. What is wrong? We were like, did they... Adopt. 
And Joss Whedon has had some problematic things come out. And then when you see, hear things like this, you're like, holy shit. It's, there have been clues this whole time. But I was like, was he trying to say that she's killed a bunch of people and that's why she's a monster? Because it sounds nope. like you're saying, nope. I don't have a period and I'm a monster. Yeah. that is, yeah. And not only that, it wasn't her choice. It was yeah. a, a procedure that was forced upon her. And she is like, I am a monster because of that. Even, yeah, like, she could live for a billion years and continue to choose to not have a kid. Like, Hulk just destroyed a city. Like, yeah. <laughs> these are not apples. These are, oh, my God. It was, I, we had to pause the movie because we were like, okay, did I just hear that correctly? Well, I think Marvel, I don't know if they really had, I think we like to think of them as, like, amazing, brilliant geniuses for the next 20 years planned out ahead. But I wasn't sure if they wanted to do World War Hulk or not. Seemed like it seemed like they were setting up World War Hulk at this time. Yeah, right. And they well, kind of make it in Thor three of World War Hulk a bit. They kind of do. They don't really do it. So I know a little something about this because I watched a video on YouTube, and you know the, <laughs> that means facts. Um, but Universal still owns the rights to do a solo Hulk movie, mm-hmm. and I think at this time was when they were seeing if they could potentially buy those rights and and talking about bringing in. Spider-Man and and address so I do think they might have been setting it up as in maybe we'll get those rights and we could do it. However, there is also rumors that they are currently developing a World War Hulk movie. Yeah, but those rights are still over at Universal. I just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, same with like Sony still holds the rights to the Spider-Man. Right? Yeah, but they they just you know when <laughs> they co-parent. It, it seems it seems ridiculous that. That Marvel can just go to... Uh, why would anybody say no? Like, Marvel yeah. can go to these places and say, what if we make a movie that's going to make $5 billion? <laughs> and, 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 and we'll split it. And, and these yeah. guys are like, no, no, not interested. It's not also, an excuse. It's not an excuse. Disney you has the money. Yeah. <laughs> they you know, choose not to. They're like, well, we'll just say miracles and like save a, a couple hundred million dollars. Well, here's the other thing that I can't stand. It's like... When then they do go to these these other studios, and then these studios are like, yeah, but we want input. Like, no, 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 no. Let the people who have had $25 billion movies, who have a plan, let them lead the charge. You know what I'm saying? You're going to split the money. Let them do... Don't be coming in with like, yeah, but we want to work in Venom. I'm like, <laughs> no. Let us do it. As long as, as long as we're throwing characters around, I think it's time for Scarlet Spider to get his movie. <laughs> for real. So oh. Disney, uh, Disney balls in your court, but uh... <laughs> uh, but we really like to have a, a hobgoblin origin story. <laughs> God. Um. So then they they decide they figure out the plan that is like the plan. This is, bar- another, this is another scene where it is just like. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. We've it's yeah. three lines mm-hmm. to solve everything again. Exactly. And it's almost the same people doing it where they're like, well, what what does he want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> what do we think he wants? Well, he wants to evolve. So he's going to be here and he's going to do this and he's going to do that and he's going to do that. Great. Yeah. Squad, yeah. let's roll out. Yeah. Real, and then also, then they cut over to the scene where they're um they're with Helen Cho and they use the cybernetic like tissue creation thing and they're creating this body, and 
when they hook it up to Ultron is the first time Wanda can read his mind and she sees what he's planning to do. Well, she also gets immediately turned on from the lifeless robot. Yeah. She's immediately like, excuse me, what? You could see she's like, who's this guy? <laughs> Which we later find out, and I don't think this was at all planned. I think they were like, they're, they're together in the comics, so she's got to be horny when she sees him. But <laughs> later they find out that a lot of her powers are from that Mind Stone. That's what connects them and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But boy, oh boy, Wanda Maximoff, after everything you've seen in the world, after all the deceit and horror you have experienced, the trauma that has been afflicted, you can't tell that this dude is bad. This walking robot that has like this horrifying demon James creature. Voice. Oh, <laughs> it like, has James Spader's voice. Why would yeah. you trust this robot? It's it's wild to me. Um, but she sort of sets in motion a plan that could turn him into Vision. Then they have this wonderful scene where they steal the body, like they essentially steal Vision's body from Ultron. Um, great scene. Absolutely love it. Love the fighting. Love the flying um, 18-wheeler. Love uh, I love <laughs> a Black Widow on that bike. Mm-hmm. Saying excuse me to those people as she goes. I'm like, excuse me, pardon me. Move out of the way. Gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> and they are not in America. They are not. No. <laughs> No, because you know our dumbasses would not move. We'd be mouth. She, she'd be throwing English out there. They're like, Scarjo, you probably know the other languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta. Or like, just like scream. They'll see it coming and they'll get out of the way. Like, ah, ah. They he kidnaps he kidnaps Black Widow, but they do get vision. I mean, there's not a lot that happens in that scene. Cap does try and choke a robot. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did that in regular Avengers too. Like, <laughs> it's working for a bit too. That is so funny. I didn't even catch it. I was like, "Yeah, choke hold, cool." <laughs> this will put him out. This will yeah. get him. Yeah. Why does anybody throw a glass of water on him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cut the power. Uh-huh. He'll lose charge eventually. Uh, so um, then they bring the body back. How did this work out? So Captain America is with the twins. And Wanda, who a minute ago didn't know her best friend was going to blow up the world, but now is incredibly insightful about Tony Stark, um, says, of course Tony's going to try to fix this. He can't help but do that. They go back. That's exactly what he's trying to do. Him and uh, Bruce. And this is where maybe, I mean, it worked out for the better. So maybe my instincts are just wrong. But this is where I would say, okay, Tony, maybe not another suit of armor around the world. <laughs> like, maybe with yeah. considering everything that's happening right now, we maybe don't do this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, didn't we discuss this? And we went, oh, yeah, we don't understand this at all. That yeah. was the conclusion that we came to the last Truly. time. Truly. And that discussion happened on Thursday. It's yeah. now Sunday. <laughs> it's not like it's been months and years to think about this yeah we chopped wood a day ago and then the day before you created this monster thing (laughs) oh uh so they get in this big fight they're not going to turn him on essentially he just needs like a little power boost thor comes because he's at a vision from a cave pond in the middle of nowhere with dr selvig Mm -hmm. and lights this thing up and creates the vision this Um, makes no sense to me i don't think it needs to (laughs) It, I, don't, it, I was like, okay. 
it, it go makes ahead. Sense that like they disconnect the power. Thor shows up and he's and he repowers it. And mm. then when they're like Thor, why did you do that? And he's like, because I had a vision that this thing is going to destroy the entire universe. It's like, why did you turn it on? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, excuse me, <laughs> you did that. Yeah, he's big dumb idiot. <laughs> Uh, also he's not smart <laughs> speaking of things that don't make sense when they first discover the mind stone and he's like and tony projects it at the beginning of the movie he projects it and like look it's like it's thinking like a brain i'm like okay <laughs> i'm like okay it's a stone that has a mind in it that's all powerful but like thinks like a computer and a brain okay whatever <laughs> well part of thor's vision you see all the infinity stones too yeah 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 so that's pretty clearly but i it. think i think the term that he uses is a swirling black hole that sucks in all life and nothing can escape from it. And then they're like, well, why did you, why did you activate this thing then? And then they just kind of move on from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say when vision, when we meet vision, he vision hits different than the rest of the Avengers. 100. It is like, a, oh, there's a man in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I could when he fly when he stops right in front of that window. I was like, oh, oh everybody behave themselves. Every like straighten your ties. Like this, we're not playing around anymore. <laughs> it's like oh, oh, okay. And then he like the way he speak vision speaks is what I think Steve Rogers wishes he sounded like. Does that make sense? Like when Vision talks, I'm like, so wise, so wise, my liege. Yeah. Well, it's also Bettany Paul Bettany. Bettany. Yeah. Oh, and it what was it, like a throwaway. He was almost yeah. a president's club just because he was a little voiceover of mm -hmm. Jarvis, but ah, he's great. And also, what a dreamboat. I know he's an animatronic like thing. Mm -hmm. But that's his body. I am horny for that thing. Yeah. That man, it, it vision is so I love everything about him. Yeah. I think Ugh. Uh, one of the funniest moments, and I don't think I've ever, I've seen this movie probably five or six times, but this was the first time that I noticed that, like, Vision, he, he like, stops and he comes down. He's like, sorry about all that. I'm, yeah. I'm a fucking android. And, yeah. <laughs> and then Thor says something to him, and, like, while somebody else is talking, Vision looks over at Thor and kind of looks him up and down and then creates a cape of his own. Yep. Yeah. And I, I was like, that might be the funniest moment in the movie for me. It's so good. It's also so good that, like, he he's so smart and, like, so... I mean, he's this AI being that is can process things. He's born. He defends himself for the first two seconds. And then within two seconds, he's like, I'm not a... In, there's no threat here. I'm going to look out at this beautiful world for a couple seconds. And I'm going to come back down here and say, hello, everybody. I've just processed all of existence. And I want to apologize for that little episode I just had. I'm like, okay. Oh, so cool. Um, so then their whole, then this reaches us to the end of the movie where like their plan is to one, go free Nat, but two, evacuate this city because something's going to happen. Like a fight's going to happen. Their intent is to not let it. Do they know that it's going to shoot up into the sky or is that like they, a revelation? No. They don't know that at that point, but you, but right. so I don't even know if they're evacuating the city. I think they're more like. I think when they go there, they're like, we're probably going to lose a, a, a 50,000 Sokovians in the fight that we're about to have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, they do. I know they evacuate. The, the twins start evacuating the city, to, to your point, because they think it's just, That's this true. is going to be a huge fight, though, I think. They don't think it's going to, like, they don't think it's going to turn into a hot air balloon. But, That's yeah. right. She mind controls the, the All city. All those people. <laughs> yeah. 
she might that's foreshadowing get up and leave but also before she had to be like two inches from your head to do that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah not anymore no, no. <laughs> hey no that was thursday <laughs> that happened <laughs> A poorly written character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I also love, I would love to know what shopping outlets are happening at Sokovia because they do have a hot topic and they also must have an Under Armour like outlet store <laughs> for these were, twins. Those were there. They were, like where, because where were they? They were at like Avengers Tower? Is yeah. That, and and they and Tony Stark says three minutes get what you need and they've got shoes ready running for shoes silver and they've got a costume ready for Scarlet Witch it was wild yeah <laughs> also everybody else has costumes even running silver or Quicksilver is like okay you run a lot so you need like an anti-friction top and like pants yeah. and stuff. but her they're like how about a cool like some cool bangly bracelets technology I've been working on this is called a corset <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know I have a bunch of suits of armor here. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you could use your powers and still be protected. But what if? <laughs> like, hear me out. Hear check, me out. Check out these fingerless yeah. gloves. <laughs> I also what, went to me? a Renfest recently. I was yeah. going to say, I dress you as a steampunk bar wench. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. So then they have this huge fight where they it's revealed that, one, he has this army of drones. Two... They literally, Sokovia lifts out of the earth and it's going to go high enough that whenever it, it's, I guess it's propellers turn upside down and then shoot it directly at the earth. It will act as a meteor and have an extinction level event. That is a stressful day at the office. (laughs) This is such a good, I, I gotta, I gotta take my, uh, I gotta take my hat off to Ultron on this plan because this is such a good um, such a good villain plan in that as soon as he activates it, it's just a matter of how high it gets. It, you mm-hmm. know, at, at one point he is like, you can drop it right now. Millions are going to die. Like yeah. no, no matter what I have beaten you at this point. There yeah. it, it literally, it's like once it starts, there's no way that it can, there will be consequences of some sort. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're like, okay, everything fucking matters now. Yeah wild and the fight scene i mean there's a million fight scenes within this mm-hmm. um so much is happening uh the vision earns their trust blah 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 blah, blah. That's the um, hammer. yeah oh that's how he does he i don't like hand, that hands it over vision should not be able to lift the hammer okay and why not i'm with you i think it's, really i mean i i don't think i i understand why they did it it's such yeah. a way to to like establish that he is good and they had that cool scene earlier to set it up but i don't think that he is worthy of lifting the hammer right it kind of tarnishes it mm-hmm. he hasn't done anything in his entire life okay well I guess maybe that's why he's, i mean yeah. yeah that's why he's not unworthy what a twist every baby can lift every the baby hammer can lift. <laughs> 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 he just destroyed the hospital thor why did you come <laughs> <laughs> oh god um banner rescues romanoff who awakens the hulk for battle which what is she okay she says something when when they get up on the island uh and she's like i hope this makes us even what is she what is she talking about 
You know, that is a wonderful question, Dugan. Because yeah. when she said it, the, I was watching it on my phone this morning. She's like, I hope this makes us even. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I just assumed talk. I was too dumb to wreck it. Like, I missed it or something. But so, I d- does she, she owe him or he owe her? Right. I, <laughs> the best that I could think of is that since they programmed the, the what is it, the, the, the sweet goodbye, the, the kiss goodnight, what, what do we call yeah. it? Oh, the lullaby? The lullaby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sun's um, coming down. Yeah. <laughs> like, that she, that she can, like, deactivate the Hulk in that way. And she has done that, and this time she activated him? Is that what it is? I don't know. That wouldn't be like a making you even. Right. Maybe it's because he saw her about to get in the shower, almost naked. The Hulk did? Yeah. Well, and you know the Hulk. She, you know the Hulk she is makes it. him naked by being the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Hulk is inside Bruce Banner's like, Come on, man. We never get any action around here. She likes you, dude. You like her. Come on. <laughs> Which we also, this Hulk is, is something that Hulk they. He's trying to wingman band yeah, her. Yeah. That'd be like, really Come funny. on, dude. I'm living vicariously through dude, you, man. Dude, I talked you up. I've talked you up so much. No, ask her questions. Because they, you're famous because of me. You are famous because of me, dude. He also they don't because the Incredible Hulk is 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 a part of this like canon like this lexicon, but also nobody remembers it because it wasn't Mark Ruffalo. Sex. Yeah, they can't have sex, and that is something that as I was because I just rewatched these for these podcasts, I remembered like that's the reason I can't have children is because like one, what would they what would happen to them? What if they are similar to me? But two, like he can't even have sex. Yeah, like that's the thing we didn't think about. Natalia, you do not want to get impregnated. Like, if you could, you could be the most fertile human on earth. What if that baby hulks out inside of you? You're going to blow up in like a pinata. Yeah. Oh, God. God. So then the Avengers fight Ultron's army while Fury arrives with the helicarrier uh, and Maria Hill, James Rhodes, and S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, No Falcon. Right. No well, Falcon. He's on that missing persons case. No Falcon. Even though earlier in the movie, Cap says, if I'd known it was going to be a firefight, I would have brought you along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is Cap being nice. Uh... <laughs> and also, there's a scene at the end where they're like revealing the quote, New Avengers, which never really become the New Avengers. But, and he's there. I had him. I was like, oh, Falcon. Oh, yeah. Where have you been? <laughs> like. Where he's, was he? He's, he's doing a missing persons case. I think yeah. he's helping to try and find Bucky again. Or, yeah. He's, um, yeah, he's chasing leads. But, like, the world's about to end. Mm-hmm. And he probably asked Cap, hey, you still want me to find that one guy? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're doing a good job. No, 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 yeah. my best No, it's friend, super please. important. It's super but important, trust me. You're not, ge- you're not going to be useful on this one. It's an island that's up in the air. <laughs> we need a lot of evacuation. It's a drag yeah. of a mission. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there is a really there are a couple really nice moments in this fight scene that I liked I loved um, Hawkeye's talk with Wanda mm-hmm. it's a li- there are parts of it that are a little cheesy but it really do- it felt like hey I love in these movies where they take a moment to, to have some rational character say this is fucking insane 
Because <laughs> it lets the audience be like, you know what? It is. And I'm glad somebody like recognizes that. He's like, this is insane. I have an arrow and I'm shooting an army of robots. And you're like a witch that was turned into a witch from a space cane. So like, <laughs> let's roll with the punches here. <laughs> like, uh, I loved his, I liked all the fighting in this. I like the scene where they're all protecting the core. Mm-hmm. That's another, another good, like yeah. all, all team shot. Yeah. That's what, don't you feel like that's what you want from a superhero movie? You want something that like you would never see anywhere else in any other action movie. Yes. Like some Aven- CGI panned shot of all yeah. these superheroes where you're, ugh. Avengers one, Avengers two both have the, that panorama shot of like them in a circle and then Infinity War and uh, Endgame both have that, like, battle lines coming at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think and is really this, cool. one, th- this one also, you get your candy right at the beginning of this movie because they do the one shot uh, yeah. in that first scene that, like, goes mm-hmm. and follows each of them. And then there's the, like, one unifying shot of all of them jumping. Like, yeah, jumping. that barricade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Um. And then Quicksilver P- dies. What a stupid death! Okay, so you okay, pointed. Okay, no, you want Garrett? Oh yeah, no, no, somebody else go. Here we are. We've arrived at the moment. This is what I've been waiting for. Um, this is what I was going to talk about earlier, uh, which is so Joss Whedon, very, very well known for for killing off uh, characters, but he in this movie, they he 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 is like ahead of the audience because. He is setting up Hawkeye to die the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, every like, like introducing the family and having him step up and be like, give that speech and be like, no, I'm actually the most necessary Avenger because I have to like, I have to bring humanity to it. There, he's setting him up to die, and then Quicksilver dies, and who cares that Quicksilver dies? <laughs> yeah. who cares? So I was like, okay. no one cares. Yeah, right. And it, it, it was a die. It was a death that felt like, oh, this actor doesn't want to do any more of these. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, God, Joss Whedon also, he does this thing whenever he kills a character, which is he has them say something that's like kind of quippy and innocuous early on, and then they die, and then they say the thing again. It's like, oh, now it has more meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his line? Uh, you didn't see that You coming? didn't see that coming. Yeah. Uh, the, but he did that. He does it in Buffy. He did it in Firefly. Mm-hmm. He did it in um, Dollhouse. It's like th- this is his formula for how to kill a character, and uh, and I just got I I felt yeah. so cheated by that. But earlier in the film, like a day and a half ago, when they were on the boats with Ulysses Claw, uh, Claw Andy Circus shoots at Quicksilver. Quicksilver so fast that he skips the bullet, takes the gun unloads it lines up all the bullets mm-hmm. and now you're telling me he's just running sideways shot to death <laughs> yes exactly it's like these it bullets bullet. are so much faster than this other gun that's all it was it was just bullets that killed him yeah just bullets, bullets. never killed a superhero not once have bullets killed a superhero no, and not do they kill a superhero who is faster than bullets that we've <laughs> just established yeah here and the and the way they the bullets on his body made no sense there was not one stain on the back of on his back that matched his front well he outran the blood (laughs) something happened i was like oh this guy looks like they just like 
shot him with paintballs and had also, him turn around. <laughs> he got hit everywhere. It wasn't yeah. like I dodged a lot, but this one I didn't dodge any of them. He took them all. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Which then, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so then that sends. And I guess he saved the kid. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was another way he could have. He could have saved the kid. Maybe by pushing the kid. But I know. I was saying with you, James. I'm glad he's gone. I'm glad right. he's gone. <laughs> he poorly written. Not great. And super speed is so good of a power that it kind of ruins universes a bit. A little so. bit, yeah. Especially like Flash style where it's like they're so quick they can run into the past. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, this causes the Scarlet Witch to like break down because she can sense that he's died. So then she leaves her post to go rip out Ultron's heart, which I just don't think... Would feel, she was like, I'm going to make you feel the way I did. I was like, I don't think that's how that works. Um, I, I don't know that he has pain receptors. <laughs> yeah. Why Why does he feel pain? Why would that kill a robot? Yeah. And why does he have a heart? <laughs> like, why does he have, like, a symbolic human heart in his chest? Yeah. He's, like, yeah. leaking oil. Right. Um, well, was, that, was, yeah. was that just the, like, lubricant gland of his body? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, it's clearly to set up that, like, Wanda is the type of person who gets who is one, I mean, her whole storyline is loss and grief and, and all yeah. that, but also that she's a little vengeful. Like she's a little bit like, I'm going to get revenge on this person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get revenge on Tony Stark. I'm going to get revenge on Ultron, which I kind of like. Um, so then they end up blowing up. The, I, the science behind blowing up the whole city mm-hmm. is lost on me. It still doesn't make any sense that he like supercharges this core and then that explodes everything. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. <laughs> um, and the Hulk saves Romanoff and then zooms away in one of those pl- Quinjets mm-hmm. yeah. to never be seen again. Or, quote, to, from their perspective at this time. Later, the Avengers, having established a new base run by Fury, Hill, Cho, and Selvig. I didn't know Cho and Selvig were involved. No, no, <laughs> Thor returns to Asgard to learn... I always say Asgard instead of Asgard. <laughs> <laughs> Asgard to learn more about the forces he suspects have manipulated major events as Stark leaves and Barton retires Rogers and Romanoff prepare to train the new Avengers Rhodes, Vision, Sam and Wanda and that's the end of the film and there's no payoff on the new Avengers none absolutely none because everybody just comes back yeah. No, yeah. And thank goodness, because I remember being in the theater being like, I don't think we've established these people enough for me to care about them. Like, yeah, I, I hope. I remember thinking. Imagine if the next movie was only them. That's what I was really nervous about. So I'm glad <laughs> that that didn't happen. Because I remember thinking, like, are we going to have to watch a movie about these four people? <laughs> yeah. I was not excited about the new Avengers lineup. Yeah. Also, there was a moment where. So I am a between Tony and I like them both, but between Tony and Cap, I'm a Tony all the way. Oh. I side with him almost all the time. When he was like, "Why don't you like settle down or do something or blah blah blah," he was like, "You know what? No, being a soldier is my home." I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> get a hobby, listen to a, an album or something, get involved." He did listen to an album. He listened to that Marvin Gaye album. Yeah. Did he or did he put it on that list and then was too busy being a soldier everywhere? He listened to it. 
All right. They I love them both together. There's a scene with him listening to it. I like I them together, them and going forward, I really begin to like Captain America. It, it starts yeah. with it starts with Winter Soldier. I re- I start to like him, but just that whole like duty America rah rah stuff is so corny to me. He hits me emotionally. I mean, End Game specifically. Yeah. Like whoa, that's yeah. yeah. What about yeah. Uh, Iron Man's great? What What about the speech that he gives? Um, where where he's like, if you get hurt hurt him back if you get killed walk it off i would if i was one of the avengers i'd be so disrespectful on that intercom i'd be like okay <laughs> like i'm busy fighting right now don't have time for this dumb joke this is, joss whedon wrote that speech 18 years ago and has been waiting to put it in some movie he's like if i ever get a sports movie yeah. the coach is gonna say this okay. yeah i will say as a, as a lifelong buffy fan i've probably watched buffy 15, 16 times through. I love Buffy. As much as I hate Captain America's way of speaking, that is Joss Whedon's monologue approach. Like, all of his monologues are like heavy-handed, and usually when I like the character, I'm I'm crying. But because Captain America's whole thing is like, I'm a patriot at all costs, I'm like, okay, at all yeah, costs. Yeah, I think in Cap 2, though, they, they disavow that. It's not him being a patriot of America, rah, rah, rah. I think, I think it's very much like, yeah, I'll just do the right thing. I think they officially do it like in this movie and then into Civil War. You really start to see like, okay, he has his own moral compass at this point. It's not just like, well, I'm fighting for the good of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right. So let's ask a couple questions. Oh, yes. Um, on a scale of one to ten, and we compare these movies to all movies, not MCU movies. On a scale of one to ten, how does this, what would you rate this movie for you personally? Ooh, that's tough. Six, six point eight. Wow. Okay. Six point uh, eight. I'll take it. I give it a full seven point five because the Hulkbuster scene alone, probably because I, if if this film was called Justice League, we'd be our minds would be blown. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'd be like, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But because if you so if you if you put it in the MCU universe, then it, it takes a hit. But if you take it out, I think it actually helps it. That's true. In terms of action film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Although Joss Whedon couldn't pull off Justice League either. No <sighs> Zack Snyder's the worst filmmaker alive right now. <laughs> yeah, how do we feel about Zack Snyder? I mean, I have never liked a movie he's done. But uh, I liked three hundred. I liked three hundred because I thought three hundred was a like a farce like it was somebody telling retelling a story really like hyperbolic uh every time i've ever tried to watch 300 i fall asleep almost immediately and i wake up at the arrow scene oh wow were they fighting in the shade it's been <laughs> literally it's been three times i've tried to watch the movie and i wake up at the same spot each time i guess it gets real loud at that point and i'm like what the fu- oh <laughs> arrows um this movie is i really i was surprised by how much i liked it i really thought it was like um I don't want to say it was a dud, because like I said, I don't really consider any of these duds, but I remember it's my least favorite Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really pleasantly surprised. However, there are some moments that are truly like, ugh. So having said all that, I'm just going to go ahead and give it a 10 out of 10 anyway. Devin, <laughs> <laughs> do you only give 10s or 1s? Nope, I only give 10s. <laughs> 
I've given every single movie a 10. It's my favorite. It only entertains the people I'm currently looking at. It's so funny. Oh. All right. So what also, is the duddiest? Wait, what is your dud of MCU? You know what is so interesting? My rewatch now is changing that. I used to think it was Dark World. Watching Dark World, it's no worse than the first Thor. Yeah, and, in, and in fact, I was as I rewatched it, I was like, there's actually scenes from Dark World that I care about more than anything in Thor 1. Like, Frigga's fight scene is so cool and carries so much weight. Um, Heimdall destroying that ship, mm-hmm. so fucking cool. There's a lot more, there are things I liked about, I mean, it's still like, of all of them, it's it's at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so like Thor 1 and Thor 2 are probably right. They're probably for battling yeah. for the And then also Iron yeah, Man 2 had probably, some issues. but Those are probably unfortunately 10 out of 10s for you. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely were. <laughs> Isn't it crazy though how we think Thor 1 and Thor 2 are probably the weaker, two of the weaker, weaker ones. And they're like, let's bring everybody back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The most important movies. Yeah, what yeah. if Loki was in everything? Yeah. <laughs> so then... um. A couple other questions really quick. One, something we've added that, Garrett, you don't know about. We like to pull this up on Rotten Tomatoes. So Age of Ultra, typing out Rotten Tomatoes. And I want you guys to guess what you think the on a scale of 1 to 100 for Rotten Tomato scores. What is the um, critic score of this movie? And then what do we think the audience score of this movie was? Critics 78, audience 57. Okay. I'm going to say critics 64. Four, audience 79 okay the thermometer meter for critics was 76 percent a fresh tomato yes. and the audience score was 83 percent what yeah yeah i think at the time when everyone was reviewing they liked it because they were just like they were long for the ride yeah i guess so yeah yeah i also think the more the mcu goes the more we expect of the mcu and like at the time, I mean, uh, anyway, who needs they were they were hitting like yeah. so the ones right before it were Captain America Winter Soldier, which I would say is that's top five. So me. good. Top. Five. Oh, absolutely. Guardians of the Galaxy, which is top five again for me. So amazing. Like it's such a departure. And then Avengers Age of Ultron. Like I think everyone's like, well, this, this shit is great. Fun. The appetizer is yeah. great. The entree is great. They're unstoppable. Good, I guess. Yeah. And what yeah. what what followed this? Um, Ant Man. Uh, Ant Man. Which, by the way, we have Garrett on to review Ant Man as well. Because, and let me ask you this question, James. And then we will get to, to our last two questions. I know I've had you guys for almost two hours. We, you love Ant Man, Garrett. I love the character Ant Man. Like but you it. have also rated that movie higher than a lot of other movies. Yeah, I think I think the it's, MCU. I think it's better than people remember. Well, I mean, we'll find out tomorrow. Does it? Isn't it? That shocks me. It's it's good. And then I that this is the problem with Ultron. And I know we'll get back to questions, but like Ultron is a Hank Pym creation, and I think I think it is so integral to the whole Hank Pym story that everything he does, he's trying to is for his ego or trying to be something greater and it always fails yeah like he wants to be tony stark so he creates uh an ultron doesn't work <laughs> sorry evil. flop dude and and mcu does not want people looking too deeply into hank pym's right 
right? No, no, no. <laughs> they are, they are, they are pushing him to the. They're, they're like, yes, yes, yes. He he is a part of this, but 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 don't focus on him. Yeah. Focus on this yeah. other stuff. They wouldn't even good and only good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't would've... want. I don't want you going back and looking at old comics with him. <laughs> They wouldn't even give Tony Stark his, like, alcoholism storyline. Yeah. They right. boiled it down to, like, one party where he had too much champagne. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. So we have two more questions for you two. Actually, well, three more. Um, if you could replace anybody in this movie with Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito, who would those people be? Twins. Easy, the twins. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Side of the Damn it. Damn it. It, sucks. it sucks that that is the right answer. <laughs> uh, all right. No further discussion yeah, necessary. There, there's no We've got these couple of miracles. Yeah. Um, and then... And uh, la- on the field. He's weird. <laughs> <laughs> A couple enhanced over <laughs> uh, You didn't see that coming. <laughs> It'd be so fun. No accents. <laughs> no, they couldn't. They have their own individual accents. They don't need new ones. Um, and then the last questions are a similar vibe. Um, <laughs> who in this movie, and this can be genderless for both of these, but who has hot dad energy and who has hot mom energy? I mean, Hawkeye is the hot, hot dad. dad energy. And uh linda carlini is hot mom energy i mean they 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 really just served that one up on a platter for yeah they really they knew that this podcast was coming and they knew we needed to answer these questions (laughs) these are the questions the people were going to be asking this might be controversial ultra how how the city blows up uh, don't focus too much on that but make sure people know exactly who can be replaced with rosie o'donnell and danny DeVito. (laughs) ultron's pretty funny pretty hot dad i wish ultron wasn't funny I think he would have been better if he if there was no uh, if he had no comedic relief. I think he would have been a better character. Yeah, yeah, probably. He, he creeps me the fuck out. But that his, was Joss. That was Joss being Joss. Yeah, because yeah. his jokes are always him bumbling. It, yeah. It's like it, it's not it, yeah. it, it's not him being clever. It, it's like whenever he's funny, it's just him being like, well, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this. Uh, yeah, when he has that like brain fart and he uses the wrong word, I was like, "Don't uh, aren't you connected children. to the internet?" Little, yeah, humans have little humans. Yeah, I was like, "Okay," um, but then that brings us to the end of our podcast. So, thank you, gentlemen, both so much for being. Any final thoughts on Avengers: Age of Ultron? The there, there's no. Um, th- there was the one post credit scene, but there's no post post credit scene. On yeah, yeah, the post credit scene just establishes that. Thanos is going to be our next big bad. Man. But there was not... I, I, I cannot tell you the the lightning that shot through my body at the end of Avengers when when they're like, oh, to, to, to battle them is to court death, and then Thanos yeah. around. And I was just like, there's... Because I remember when I saw Iron Man back in 2008, and this isn't so much longer of an answer than, uh, than what you asked for. No, but, please. In 2008, and then when they end, and Samuel L. Jackson comes out and is like, uh, "Is like, you know, we're putting together a team," mm-hmm. and my mind, my brain melted out of my ears and collected in a puddle at my feet yeah. at, at the idea where I was like, "There's no way that they're gonna make, they're gonna make it to Avengers. This whole project will fall apart before mm-hmm. we get to an actual Avengers movie." 
And then we saw the Avengers, and then at the end of that, when they're like, oh, Thanos. And I was like, absolutely impossible that we will get, they will like be able to build him up, and we will get a Thanos movie. And yeah. so, by the end, like, with this, when he's putting the glove on, I was like, I guess it's happening, and that's so exciting to me. It- it was exciting. I remember a part of me being like, is this ever going to happen? Like, we've seen this guy turn around three times now, <laughs> and he's barely referenced in any of the movies, though. So mm-hmm. many, like, little fake-outs, too, like, to court death, and then we have the goddess of death and mm-hmm. Hela. Yeah. This means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wild. How about you, Garrett? Any final thoughts? Um, oof. Uh, no, I really, really liked it. Uh, yeah. uh, the talking about it, and and I think it is a worthwhile installment. I, I do wish Ultron had a bigger, longer time. In the same way with Civil War, I think yeah. I think they wasted Ultron and Civil War in here because I think those are two longer-lasting villains or events that could mm-hmm. have happened. And, and yeah, then give yeah. more time. The Age of Ultron lasted a long weekend. It was a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call it age. <laughs> Yeah, that was going to be my final thought is that like, I think this is one of the movies that really plays different for casual MCU fans versus avid comic book readers because the source material differs. I mean, the source material always differs a lot, but Ultron in the comics is a big, almost like a Thanos level, in my opinion, mm-hmm. big deal. Like he's a, he's scary and, and here he seemed like a very intense villain that like you said could be handled in a holiday weekend yeah <laughs> yeah well thank you gentlemen both so much for being here oh my god so much oh, thank you my goodness goodbye disney adult is part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other podcasts please visit the tridentnetwork.com that is the trident network.com and also don't forget to follow disney adult on instagram at at disney.adult.podcast